Hello, dear listeners. What you are about to listen to is episode 10 of Maker's Corner. It has been recorded on June 23, 2020. As you are, I'm sure, very aware, life since then has been interesting. Long story short, I didn't edit this episode or the next two episodes in time, and then things started to accumulate, etc., etc. Life. Fast forward to today, I finally got rid of one year of backlog and finished the edit of episode 10. During the next few weeks, I'll publish episode 11 and 12, and then recording will resume. So a huge thanks for staying subscribed during this hiatus. And now, here's Make Your Scanner, episode 10. This podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network. and welcome to Maker's Corner episode 10. My name is Yannick, I'm the French guy from Switzerland and joining me tonight, once again, two people. Uh, first off, uh, my uh, co-host and friend, Nate. Hello, Nate, how are you? I'm fantastic. I just totally messed something up on my end. <laughs> so, <laughs> good time. Other than that, I'm fantastic. <laughs> we're still recording, we're good. Yeah, 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 we're good. We're good. That's, that's going to, into the show. <laughs> <laughs> good, it should. Yeah. And also joining us, uh, uh, someone who has joined our Telegram group uh, recently, and uh, he talked uh, to us uh, uh, about a, a firmware for the ESP8266 uh, uh, series of devices, uh, and also about home automation. So, of course, we had to have him on the show. Uh, welcome, Avery, to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, we're doing great too. Uh, a little bit uh, warm tonight uh, for a change, but uh, that's not going to last. Apparently, uh, the end of the week is going to be like a real catastrophe. <laughs> so I'm just uh, getting not not getting used to uh, good weather uh, yet. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, I guess we're in we're in summer already. Yeah, that's um, Tuesday, the twenty third of June. So we're in summer, and uh, well, the weather. The same time as our summer starts here. I think ours is like 20th or 21st. Yeah, so it was yesterday yeah. or the day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but uh, the weather doesn't uh, doesn't agree with the calendar. So <laughs> it happens. No, I'm in yeah. the Middle East, so summer is most of the year. Yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> well, yeah. I say you're lucky, but maybe maybe you you're tired of having summer all night, all day long, all year long. No. Yeah, I used to, I used I used to live in the US, so I'm I'm kind of familiar with their weather, and I moved back like two years ago. But uh, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. So on this uh, episode tonight, um, I'm not going to talk about the super secret project I'm working on. Um, not not because it's really <laughs> super secret, but I'd like to work a, a little bit more on it before. I, I say anything, but that's uh, that's why we have uh, a guest <laughs> in part because uh, the more guests we have, the less work we have to do. <laughs> I was just gonna uh, say, yeah, this is it's a good plan. So we yeah. don't have like, to have to do as much work if we just have more guests. So yes, exactly. We maybe we can have Dave on soon. You know when he's available. Yes, we can have Dave on the on the show. We're gonna have uh, Mark too. Um, uh, not Mark. We had Mark last time. Uh, Wayne from the binary, the binary times, uh, because Wayne teased us with a, a project in the Telegram chatroom. Uh, so that's that's how that's what happens. If you tease us in the Telegram chatroom, you, you get invited in the show. <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, everybody's going is going to talk up to us about um, Tasmota and home automation. And Nate, I see you have updated the show notes. You have also stuff to talk about. So I guess it's going to be a, a a great episode uh, as as usual. If I can say so myself, <laughs> it'll it'll be a humdinger of a show. It'll be absolutely great. So why don't we start with our guest? Um, because we are we are like that. We give our guest the yeah. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the light prime time. prime time, exactly. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Avery, you you talked to us, uh, you, you linked um something in our Telegram group um after you've listened to our episode about uh, WLED and uh was it, it was uh, ESPZ, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you you talked to uh, uh, to us about Tasmota. So I've I've had a look online about uh, about this thing, but can you tell us uh, a little bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, Tasmota is a uh, is like a custom framework for uh, ESP A two six six microcontrollers, and I think they're also uh, they're starting to support uh, like the newer generation of microcontrollers. But pretty much, it's a uh, it's a firmware that you can flash on the uh, ESP8266 devices. There are a lot of uh, Chinese makers, or there, there, there are a lot of uh, IoT devices, smart devices that use this uh, microcontroller because it's quite cheap and it can do uh, quite a lot. Um, and Tasmoda allows you to kind of gain control of your device to be able to do more with it. And uh, one of the features I like is uh, that it, it disconnected from the cloud as I see it. So it's uh, once you, you take a device and uh, you install this firmware on it, uh, it's no longer talking uh, to whatever maker's uh, cloud you're in control of the device and you can connect it to uh, stuff like Home Assistant, uh, MQTT. You can use uh, HTTP uh, REST API to control it, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Nice. Um, so uh, there's an there's another project called uh, Tuya Convert, which is uh, it's a really nice project. You can install it on a Raspberry Pi and it it kind of allows you to jailbreak or uh, to, to kind of over the air flash uh, devices hmm. uh, by u- by using an exploit, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, or it, it, which makes it a lot easier because uh, if if you don't use something like that, then usually it requires that that you open the device and. Uh, uh, plug in some uh, serial cable. Sometimes you have to solder them onto the the chip in the right places in order to uh, flash it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask about that because uh, it's easy when you have a dev board, uh, like a, a Wemos D1 Mini or, uh, or another MCU, because there's a, a, a micro USB port. So you just plug that in, in, into your computer and, and you flash the, uh, the device. But um, when you buy... Uh, something uh, from from a shop online, it, it probably doesn't have that. So, um, how would you install Tasmata on those devices? Yeah. So, for example, I have uh, I have here uh, like a smart plug uh, that I bought, and and it's really nice. There's uh, there's a repository 
full of uh, information. I'll link. I'll send you guys the link so you can uh, mm-hmm. look at it and uh, put it in the show notes. But uh, it it kind of t- it uh, it shows you a bunch of devices and uh, what's the w- method to flash them. So some of them, re- as I said, require soldering. Some of them you can use Tuya Convert. And the way uh, Tuya uh, Convert works is uh, when the device you can put the device in pairing mode. And uh, it it uses some uh, exploit in the in the handshake method to to uh, put the device to replace the firmware with some form of a minimal firmware, and then it it allows you to either flash uh, Tasmoda or ESP Home or whatever other firmware that uh, mm. uh, that you can find. <laughs> or compile nice. or whatever, and uh, the Me-hee. way Tasmoda the the way Tasmoda works is after you flash it, it it puts the device in uh, uh, access point mode, uh-huh. and then you can uh, use your phone or your computer to connect to it, and then uh, put the the information of your wireless uh, uh, internet SSID and password and. Off you go. It's connected, disconnected from whatever cloud, and and puts the device kind of like in your hand, and you can uh, and then you can use uh, you. Uh, so Tasmoda has uh, uh, is very dynamic, so they created this thing called templates, and it and and uh, by applying those templates, you can have uh, one firmware work on many devices. There are a few exceptions because uh, they have to work with a limited amount of resources. Uh, so, for example, uh, in the infrared stuff has its own version of Tasmoda that has uh, more support for all kinds of uh, uh, infrared uh, protocols, I would say. So mm-hmm. there's Tasmoda IR that has all that additional stuff. But... Uh, for most things, the the just the uh, the generic Tasmoda will work just fine. I have it installed uh, on um, on a smart plug with uh, monitoring capabilities that's connected to my uh, washer and dryer. So the washer has one, Wait. and the dryer has one, and then um, I can monitor uh, power utilization. So when I and I have some automations in Home Assistant that monitor. If uh, uh, the plug is using a certain amount of wattage for a certain amount of time, and then it it uh, puts uh, something in Home Assistant in from from idle to washing, and then when it's done, I have like some automation based on that information. It 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 goes back from washing back to idle, and then I have a smart device like the speakers in the house uh, notify me that the washing is done and stuff like that, and I combine it with other uh, sensors. So, I, for example, on the wash, a lot, a lot of times I f- we forget when the washer is done, and if we don't hear the notification, we forget that it's running. So, I created some uh, automation using uh, a content sensing device. So, you usually use them on the uh, on Windows, and I know if the 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 door of the washer was opened since the last time, and if it's not, it keeps notifying and eventually sends like messages <laughs> to the phone and uh, turns it the flickers the awesome. light <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. make sure that uh, yeah. yeah so 
And um, this model has uh, support for MQTT. I don't know if you guys uh, know much about MQTT. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know, for the people that don't know, uh, I look at MQTT as, a, as kind of like a post office of sorts. So you have yeah, the, it's a good analogy. M- yeah, so you have an MQTT server. You can uh, run that server on uh, Home Assistant. Uh, if you use like the supervised uh, uh, version, then you can install it in a container or something like that. And um, the way it works is uh, uh, one device, in this case, the, the device you installed the Smoda on, it can send messages to that post office to like a specific mailbox that it sets up for itself when you when you use the automatic uh, home assistant integration and then uh, home assistant looks at that topic and and it can get information uh, from that topic like the uh, so if the device that you installed the smoda on based on the template that you have so if it's like a a smart plug it it uh, it uses the MQTT to broadcast stuff like the switch, the power consumption, the wireless uh, strength. Uh, the last time the device was rebooted, its IP, all kinds of information like that. And then, uh, and it can also so so Home Assistant can send a to- send send information to the same mailbox saying like turn this on, and then the the Tesmoda device will. We'll get that information and then we'll turn the device on or something like that. That's so but uh, <clears throat> and Tasmoda also has other integrate all kinds of really cool features. Uh, recently, they added something called device groups. So even without Home Assistant, you can take a, a bunch of Tasmoda devices and uh, group them together. Uh, so if you turn on one of them, it will turn on the rest of them and uh, vice versa. And it uses uh, some magical UDP packet or something to do that. And it's almost in- <laughs> instantaneous. So I I have a few lights in um, in my living room that I flashed a Smoda with. And then um, when I turn on one of them, the rest of them turn on almost instantaneously. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, sure. It's very cool. <clears throat> There's and, one thing uh, missing in your uh, in your in in your uh, washing machine and uh, and dryer setup is that you now need a robot that takes the uh, <laughs> the clothes from the 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 washing machine and put them in the in the yeah, dryer I'm training, when it's done. I'm training my three year old. <laughs> oh. Yes, that that's that's, that's that that works too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it it would be nice to not to have some sort of way to do that. But I think that requires uh, like yeah, more planning. I, I, but uh, <laughs> I never, never thought about um, having the, um, the light bulb in my office flash when I need to remember something. It's, it's, it's a good way I like that to idea. do that. Yeah, I like this idea too. Because it's going to get annoying about uh, three seconds after it starts. And uh, I guess I'm... I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm going to do that that thing that I set the reminder for instead of you know pushing you know the the reminder on my phone. I, I keep saying you know okay push another nine minutes and I and I end up you know waiting an hour for nothing. <laughs> yeah, so you could do a lot of really cool stuff with the fact that uh, Tasmoda has uh, supports uh, uh, HTTP. It has the HTTP API. So for example, uh, here in my office, I have. Uh, my work computer, I, I, um, 
my default shell on I use PowerShell on yep. my Linux computer. Of course you I do. Could, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I configured uh, I configured the error handling to so every time I type an incorrect command, my light will flash red. <laughs> to, re- to, re- to remind me of my failures uh, so that is funny like a, so it's kind of <laughs> like a so it's kind of like a game and uh it's really like it's i, I enjoy it it's it, so you it gives you like a lot and and because that the smota works locally everything happens really quickly you and another thing i like about it it seems like recently a bunch of iot there's there's every other day or every other week there's some uh iot vendor that goes out of business or requires a subscription or um or you know and then you you bought expensive devices that are useless so um or so so i i pretty much any i only buy devices that i can flash the smota on and um I pick them carefully. I usually like the ones that I don't have to solder anything. Um, <laughs> and it and it gives me a lot of options. Um, and and I, you know, I own my device. It's not going to go unless it's going to break. And I already bricked one device. You have to be you have to be a little careful because, <laughs> uh, for example, be, to to keep uh, uh, the Tesmoda firmware low, they had to. Um, uh, they, I think uh, in the default one, they don't have support for HTTPS. So when you flash, you do like over-the-air updates, you have to usually use the, the... They provide additional links that have HTTP links or you have to download it to your computer and then flash it. Because otherwise, uh, I already have like one device here that I have to open up and solder to fix. But yeah. uh, I think it's like a small price to pay, especially when you could buy pretty cheap devices. Yeah, sure. Um, do you happen to have a list of light bulbs that you use that that work well with Tismodo? <clears throat> like, do, do you know of a uh, few? Yeah, so I, I mean, in Israel we have like the two hundred and twenty volts, but uh, I'll send you the link now so you can look at the and you can you can find them by uh, here. I'll send it in the chat so you can look at the devices and you can filter based on. Uh, like the U.S. Uh, and and I know the the Loha's light bulb for the U.S. are pretty good. Uh, a lot of people swear by them. Um, if you look, there's there's so many type of uh, of devices from uh, that you know you can run Tasmoda on from light switches to lamps to humidifiers to light bulbs to uh, motorized. Uh, curtains it's it's really cool and uh another cool thing that the the firmware has is that it knows to differ between uh a single click or like triple click so if you have like a light a light switch you can you can do certain things like if you press it three times something you can capture that and and it recognize it as a different action and you can do like oh if i press it three times, do something else. If I press it once, do something, you know. Um, <clears throat> in many devices, you can even decouple the the relay from the button. So you can have a button on a device that does something completely different than the, um, 
then then turning then turn the, on the, the the relay. Wow. That's really cool. I'm looking at the list cool. of devices centers and uh, this list is, is really long. I mean, sure that you can find. I just pick the devices you you want. That uh, on, on there, there's like half a million plugs. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of plugs. The only problem yeah. that uh, is that in certain cases the vendors are trying to block the the holes. Yeah, you, you like the so it's kind of like a cat and mouse. But uh, th this is this uh, I've been using this uh, template list. It also, if you pick a device, usually it's it gives you the the template information, which is just a JSON uh, configuration that you can use on the device that you buy. So, uh, uh, and there's a lot of information out there uh, about the Smoda. I'm, I'm I feel like I'm a noob. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, I've been using it for uh, I think like almost a year. Uh, and and it just the development pace is is so great. You you can do a lot without writing a single line of code. Um, th this firmware keeps getting better and better, and and they're adding support for more microcontrollers. And it's open source, which is amazing. Yeah, I just think that uh, something like this is uh, is just free for you to. Yeah, tinker with. To use. So I guess there's a community of users that uh, contribute um, templates, as you as they call them. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, and there are guides. Um, th there are guides and YouTube videos on on how to. There's a way to to kind of build your own template. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can configure the device in a specific way, and then. Uh, press buttons and see like what it writes because the the Tasmoda firmware actually has a web console that looks kind of like a shell, and you can see like if you press something, what happens, and uh, you can type commands in it to create all kinds of rules and nice. uh, and stuff like that. That's where, that's where you create the device grouping and uh, and all that cool stuff. Um, so for for example in that console on the so the IR uh, thing I have it's called the UFO uh, hyphen R1 uh, so I, I I can look in the console and every time I send the, an IR signal in its vicinity it, will, it captures the signal and shows me the information it got from it. And then I can take that. I can replay it in the console to to see what happens and uh, stuff nice. like that. Kind of like you reverse engineer your, so you can use it as a remote. So yeah, some kind of universal remote. Yeah, that, so that's uh, Wi-Fi controlled, and and then cool. you can put it in uh, home home assistant and or other uh, smart hubs, and the sky's the limit. Uh, so you you <clears> could you could. Turn a device that is only controlled by IR, like <clears throat> I don't know, um, a uh, DVD player or something like that that doesn't have a, a a a network interface, and you can put this device in front of it and then control that using your phone, and then suddenly you have a a smart DVD player. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is what I'm doing with my AC. So my AC units are pretty dumb. And uh, but with the IR, I can I can turn them into smart devices. So I have the the IR blaster in a, in a location where it can broadcast to the AC, and then I can. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty smart. It knows how to decode a lot of the IR information from the AC, so I can send it uh, specific temperature or specific modes, and I can send it like turn on, turn off. Uh, so it's kind of like I took a dumb AC unit and now it's a smart unit and, uh, and in home assistant, uh, I can configure something like, oh, if, if I'm on the way home and the temperature out outside is, uh, above a certain temperature, then turn on the AC. So when I got, ho- I get home, the house is cold. Uh, and, and, and that costs you what, uh, in terms of uh, of money, not, not not too much, I guess. No, not too much. And and the nice thing is that you can create automations like, and it happens to us a lot because we're pretty busy and we're forgetful. So a lot of times, like we'll leave the house and we forget the AC on. So I have yeah. an automation that sends the that when it sees that everybody leaves the, leaves the house, it turns off all the lights and the uh, the AC units. So and I you never. Didn't- and you didn't have uh, to to change your uh, AC units at all. Yeah, and the one the the UFO wow. uh, I bought it I bought it from AliExpress I think, uh-huh. and uh, they're pretty cheap. You can find them on sale at about five bucks. Uh, when they're not on sale, it's between ten and fifteen dollars. So I that's got, so I got like yeah, it's pretty reasonable, and they're powered by regular USB. Uh, so I. I, I put a two-year convert on a Raspberry Pi and I flash them. And then uh, mm-hmm. I, f- I flash them with the regular uh, Tesmoda firmware. And then... Um, uh, so I have one in each room and, and I also use it in the living room to control my TV. Uh, so you don't even need a smart TV. You, I can turn it on. I can turn it <laughs> off. I can... Uh, Excellent. <clears throat> uh, so it's... It's 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 I don't know. It's like it's 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 amazing that this thing is is free. It's 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 like using yeah. Linux. Sometimes you're amazed that it's free. This is another one of those things where I'm, and and um, there are a lot of devices that come with pretty good firmware by themselves. Like the I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Shelly two point five. No. So uh, the Shelly two point five is a. Um, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know how to call it. It's a, uh, you, you, you put it in, you, so you, uh, you can install it behind the switch in your house. So it sits between the switch and the, and the actual power of the house. And, okay. and it can, and it can capture, uh, it can capture the signals from the switch. It knows when you open the switch or close the switch. And then, uh, uh, it can control the, the the light bulb or whatever is connected. Okay, yeah, it. I I see, I see <clears throat> what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you so you, it that's very and uh, it comes with its own firmware, but they're, they're a pretty good company and they give you the the pins so you can very easily flash it with the Tasmoda or nice. it's it's using a ESP eight two eight two six six. 
8266, yeah. Uh, behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, so I, I took that and I connected it to, I put a smoda on it and I connected it to, uh, I have uh, uh, shaders in in my balcony and then I can I can automate it at night it it goes down and the morning it opens up and then mm, if I leave nice. the house it so it gives you like a lot of control and I don't know it's like a it's like a drug every time I find some <laughs> other device on sale and I'm like oh I can't wait to get <laughs> get to to get it and put a smoda on it and see what I can do with it and what kind of cool automation I can do and See, uh, that that sound that's that switch uh, thing sounds cool you're gonna have to give us the uh, the link uh, a link to to that to this product because I, I was looking for something like that uh, to turn some uh, dumb light bulbs into uh, less dumb light bulbs because my problem is that you know I have a, a wall switch and then it turns the light on and off but even if it's a, a smart bulb if the switch is off, well, that's it. Your your uh, your bulb is off. So I was trying yeah. to find something like that to replace my switches, and then instead of turning the light on and off, it would send uh, a command to uh, domotics or uh, home automation. So uh, that 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 product that you just described, it seems to be exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So I I just put it in the in ah. the chat, and you can put it in the show notes. I, I really like that company, even though this device is not very cheap. I think uh, they cost like something like 15 euros. Um, but they're they're very good. They're 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 not they're not especially when you use something that uses electricity. You, especially it's in if you install it in the walls. I think you you want to go with the with a a good device. And yes. those seems to have uh, really good reviews. Because you don't want the house to catch on fire because exactly, something like that. and <laughs> you don't um, want the magic smoke to come from your walls. <laughs> yeah, and um, so and the the cool thing is you it has power monitoring. So whatever you connect it to, you can also uh, see how much power it uses. You can connect it to, to two switches. Um, That's awesome. Which is really cool. And and another really cool thing is a lot of people. Um, you know, they, they get smart light bulbs, but the problem with smart light bulbs is that they don't work if you turn off the switch. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so the cool thing with with the Shelly 2.5 is that you can take the power on and power off of the switch and completely disconnect it from the light bulb Yeah. or and- the actual light bulbs that the switch connect to. So using Shelly 2.5, I took one of the lights and I, like I have a switch here that that turns off a, a, a light on the other side of the house that uh, you know that the, it's not connected to it in any physical way, only through home assistant and ma- and Tasmona magic and you know automation stuff. So it's it's really cool. And another cool thing is that you know like, like when I when I lived in the U.S. and I was renting a uh, an apartment all and i had smart devices then i had to like put duct tape on the or stuff on the switches so people wouldn't turn so when you have guests coming over they won't turn off all your smart devices and stuff <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what i have downstairs <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah so it seems that you're, you're having a, a lot of fun with uh with your devices and your uh, home automation so um, 
my guess is that uh, it's not the last time you come on the show to talk to us uh, about about that, about uh, things like that. So uh, next time you have a, a, a good uh, experience or a, a fun a project or something like that, uh, you will be back on the show to talk uh, about that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, it's okay. One thing I saw somebody uh, autom- uh, on Twitter, I saw somebody automating their couch, which was probably like the coolest thing. And I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to get to get to a point where I'm that that far deep. But what they did is they they created a I think he, he, uh, they used the D1 Mini and some uh, form of uh, weight sensing. Uh, to create an automation that when when everybody when there's nobody uh, under each cushion in the couch, and then when everybody gets up, it would pause the TV automatically. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Which happens like when we watch TV, it happens all the time. Like you go, somebody goes to make a popcorn, another person goes to the restroom, and then like you have to rewind whatever you were watching. And I thought it's like so cool. And and another project that's I think at the at this point is uh, is too advanced for me is uh, ESP Home, which it's it's kind of like I think it has more capability. It has more customization than the Smota has, but it also requires you to to know more about what you're doing. It's not as simple as uh, just taking a firmware, flashing it, and applying a template or something like that. <clears throat> Okay, so that's that sounds really interesting. I like the idea of the the couch <laughs> of the TV. That's the, the ultimate lazy geek automation. <laughs> yeah, you sit on your couch, the, the TV starts, you get up, and uh, it stops. That's awesome. Exactly. That's yeah. a lot of work to be lazy, right there, and that's yes. pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's yeah, a new yeah. kind of new kind of lazy. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think these things, you know, you start with. With home automation, but uh, it's such a rabbit hole, and and the more the more things you 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 know you start with something small, and then you learn uh, a lot about how computers work. Uh, like you learn like stuff. It's a little bit you know programming. You learn JSON. You learn all kinds of like interacting with API. It's I think it's a lot of fun, and you learn a lot in the process about how you you know because when you buy some device. And you have an app, and it you know uh, it does everything for you. It it abstracts the the low level stuff, and you learn so much by doing and creating these things yourself. <clears throat> yes, uh, what 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 I like too in, in this uh, whole home automation world is that we also have, um, as you said, there's a home automation, the uh, home assistant. Uh, there's domotics uh, too that I know of. There's many, many other hubs like that, and yeah, there's they work open very hub. Well. Yeah, they work very well with proprietary ones because I know I have a a few uh, Philips Hue light bulbs, <coughs> and um, home autom- uh, home assistant uh, uh, and domotics both just work very well with that. So you can have all your ESP8266 with the, the test model. And then when you want to use the light bulbs, you can use either cheap, uh, cheap bulbs that you flash with test model, or you can integrate um, something existing like the, uh, the, the Philips Hue or, or any other, actually. 
and um, I, I was uh, I, I talked earlier on the on the earlier episode that I uh, successfully um, uh, used a Z-Wave uh, wall pl- uh, wall switch and interacted with the, my um, Philips Hue uh, lights. So it's the 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 hub the um, the home assistant or, uh, or or domotics is also a great way to you know, to do, um, how can I say that to um, manage everything and uh, I, as you said uh, Tasmoda works with the MQTT so it works uh, perfectly with uh, with those uh, those software and uh, it's amazing what uh, what we can do now um, we keep saying that um, pretty much every episode but it's a great time to be a geek <laughs> right now we have so it, many it is and, it is and IoT time. yeah and and cheap I feel like cheap IoT that you could put Tasmoda on is is kind of like you instead of buying like a or or you know stuff like WLED, which is a firmware that you can put on a D1 Mini. Is I mean you th- there are so many companies that sell these things for for a lot of money. Like uh, the U light bulbs are extremely expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know or or. Um, I went down the WLED route was when I I, I really wanted uh, a Lifex uh, strip, but they cost I think I think at the time they cost like seventy five bucks. Whoa! And and I built this light strip for I think fifteen dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. WLED um, is uh, is awesome. That's that's the one that yeah. runs this uh, this LED this light strip behind right here. You. Yeah. yeah, and, it's and it has. The, uh, it has native integration with Home Assistant. You yes. just go, you go to integration, you pick WLED, and off you go. You yeah. you can control it from Home Assistant, and you can create automations. And uh, yeah, that's that's <clears throat> that's really great. And uh, I, as you said earlier, that maybe you know the 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 vendors are trying to so some of them are trying to block uh, the the possibility to change the firmware. And I can un- understand that, but also if they build, a, if they make a device that you can flash with Tasmoda, as you said, you are more likely to buy that device because you can change the firmware right. rather than another device that you can't change the firmware. So, okay, they will sell the device and maybe they won't have you in their cloud, but they sold the device. So I, I think it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I guess uh, the question is: Is are they subsidizing the device? Are they selling it for cheaper just so they can get more information about you? That's possible. And, uh, but, but, but even if they were selling the device just a little bit more, a little bit uh, yeah more expensive, if if the fact that you can flash the, the the firmware with an open source firmware that you control, that's that's a huge point compared to something that you can't flash. Which totally is why I, I really support the, the, the company I send you, Shelly. Yeah. Because they have that uh, mentality in mind. So um, they saw that a lot of people buy their device. So, so first of all, they, they give you the, the flashing pins yeah, right that's... on the device. So it's really easy. You don't have to solder anything to, to flash the device and you don't need to... Um, to use some sort of exploit, which is a a great thing for me. And they allow you to, they support MQTT. So in the beginning, they didn't support MQTT. And then they saw that that's kind of what people want. And they added MQTT support and home assistant support and 
and and they listen to their community. So they're, awesome. I feel like I wish there we had more options like them. And, um, yeah. and they have, uh, I saw somebody that used their, I have no experience with their, uh, they have a flood sensor as well that somebody used. And they're like, they said that the home assistant woke them up in the middle of the night um that the basement is flooding and they went down and they started they saw there was like some sort of flood and they turned off the water and then um yeah <laughs> that's <for> some <laughs> that's great it's and, and it's I, i mean i think as we said it's it's really great that you have all these options um yeah microcontrollers are cheaper than ever the oh yeah it, open source is is I started with automation with, I bought the, I think the first hub I, I had was the wink hub or something like that. And, and after, and um, after like, after a while they created a new generation of the hub and then the old one stopped getting updates. Uh, I also had the, I, I went through down all kinds of, of dead end places. I had the, this, I think the smart things hub and then Samsung bought them and they discontinued their stuff. So now I'm, I'm, it's the same thing as like buying a computer and making sure that the hardware can run the operating system that you want. I feel like I'm doing the same approach buying IOT devices. I want, I want them to be able to run the, 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 the open source firmware. firmware that, that I, that I can pick not necessarily Tasmoda, it can be other stuff and, uh, and just give, puts you in control of the device. You can, you, it, it's never going to get, uh, unless it has some sort of hardware malfunction. It's you, you, you're not never going to get locked out of your device because some vendor decided to, to charge you for it. And it seems to happen more and more these days that I, I have a perfect example of that. I have, I bought three or two, um, Wi-Fi enabled wall plugs um, that were supposed to, you know, um, monitor the, uh, the 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 power consumption, and I could turn on and off using uh, Wi-Fi. And mm -hmm. about I don't know a month or two after I bought them, the uh, the vendor decided that um, it would uh, you know stop maintaining the the central server, and so now I have two smart plugs that are really dumb because when I plug them. I can I can give the um, the credential to my Wi-Fi, but then they can't contact their uh, central server and they don't work. Uh, fortunately, uh, there's there's a, a switch uh, on it, and I can turn them on and off using the switch. <clears throat> but it's uh, it, they're now basically dumb uh, plugs. So 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 you have homework to do. You can go and look if they're compatible what, with Asmoda. That's what and, I was uh, looking and liberate them <laughs> from from the dead cloud that they connected to. <laughs> It would be great because if that, they can do that, yes. Yeah, because a lot of these devices use the same the same yeah. ESP uh, microcontroller. Absolutely. I so was gonna, when I started playing with the with the, the D1 mini and the Node MCU, it's amazing how uh, such a little device can have Wi-Fi and and all these yeah. things to play with and it's so cheap like You can buy. I think I bought like five of them for six bucks or something. Yeah, and, the uh, D1 Mini is a, a dollar <laughs> something on on AliExpress, and it's it's yeah. the size of a quarter. So <laughs> and it has <laughs> Wi-Fi and 
and and and four gigs of uh, flash and uh, it's the D1 Mini is really a, a really great device. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame that uh, that I mean that a lot of people don't know about all these because that I don't think there's enough uh, enough people talking about the the cool things that this stuff can do. Uh, it's it's much easier to go to Best Buy or Fry's or yeah, what or Micro Center and just buy something ready made for you, but but then you don't know it's what not fun uh, though. Hmm? That's not as much fun though. Yeah, it's not you as know? much fun, and you don't know what it's doing on your network. What what kind well, of what what kind of vulnerabilities? What uh, what I mean, if you have uh, UPnP enabled on your home router you don't know what it's ports it's opening who it's talking to what information yeah, yeah. it's gathering about you that's what i was gonna say you don't know what it's doing <laughs> on your network but you also don't know what it's sending outside of your network <laughs> and that's uh, yeah that's sometimes uh really interesting when you have uh, something like um pi-hole for example as your dns and, uh, and and things like that you can see all the requests that uh that go out and it's sometimes amazing that you wonder which one of my devices is trying to contact that server uh, and it's uh, yeah it's really uh, it's really great to have some open source replacements for that yeah and um it, and and depending on the the stuff you get in some cases you can you can uh, use them for uh i saw that peop- some people that install uh i think with the I think it was the D1 Mini or something that they connected some Bluetooth to or something like that, and they use it for uh, in room in room presence. So they, yeah. they they created like eventually. I'm I'm hoping to get there, but uh, so it knows like oh, if there's somebody in this, I, I at the moment I use uh, uh, the comp- the security company Wise. Uh, they have the. Uh, uh, they sell the Wise Sense. I think they only sell it in the U.S. It's the they sell like a pack, which is supposed to connect to the uh, to the back of a Wise uh, camera. But there's uh, there's uh, an integration for Home Assistant that allows you to connect it to your uh, Home Assistant server or whatever you're running it on, uh, uh, and it gives you and it uses the 900 megahertz. Uh, to use, cool. uh, uh, which is really good because I can go downstairs. Uh, I live in an apartment building. I can go to like half a block away, and I use the the content uh, sensing, and it still like reaches that far. I can <laughs> I can put like a contact sense like on half a building, like half a block away, <laughs> and it will still work. And um, so I have uh, so I have the and so I have their. Uh, motion sensing and uh, the contact sensing and stuff it's and and i they've been i've I've been using them i think for a year and they're still at 100 percent battery which i don't know how is that possible like this thing is sipping on problem on battery like it's not doing anything like it's been i've been using it for a year and it didn't even go one (laughs) percent maybe it gets power from uh, from subspace or something like that <laughs> yeah it has like it has like ba- it has battery and uh, uh somehow it's it's still working and i'm really i'm really enjoying them 
So it's re- it's really nice that when you get a a hub that's open source like uh, Home Assistant, then you can get you can mix and match yeah. all. Ca- you don't have to go with one technology or another. You can and so and it's really nice when you set it up the first time. It 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 scans your network and it sees oh you have this device. Do you want to integrate like mm. and you can start with. Uh, uh, like the U lights that are not as open, and you can slowly but gradually move to the stuff that's uh, that's more yeah. open. And you, I've you seen don't people... have you do, you don't have to commit to one brand and say, okay, I'm going to buy a, a, a Hue hub and a few lights, and then I, I will be stuck with uh, with you. Then you can you can plug your home assistant on that, and and then home assistant becomes your central hub and you can plug whatever you want on it that's great yeah I'm, i can't believe it started i was reading that it started as a python script and i can't really? imagine that yeah like somebody said it's a well maybe not a script a collection of scripts and now it can do so much yeah that it yeah. uh um i i think it's i hope it's my last hub that i don't have to buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you well I guess it. we. I guess we could uh, spend the whole night. Uh, yeah, talking, talking about, about it. Uh, uh, home automation and <laughs> and and firmware and uh, microcontroller. But uh, uh, well, what I suggest is that we end this episode here, and uh, maybe in a in a couple of months we are going to uh, uh, you're going to join us uh, once again and uh, and talk maybe about uh, what uh, fun stuff you will discover. Uh, until then, if you agree yeah. with that, Avery. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. Uh, Nate, um, you had some stuff on the, well, in the show notes, but I guess we're going to push go that next, next time. Uh, yeah, next time. Next time. No, this, this way more interesting. I, I just want to say, like, right, um, at, I'm, going to, I'm finally going to commit tonight to installing Home Assistant. I do have some, I do have some devices that have been sitting in a bin. Not, not bin <laughs> as you would use in the UK. Not UK bin, but in a storage bin not the garbage. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to start playing with those and seeing if I can understand it. I, I'm going to use the Docker image. I don't know how you feel about Docker, but, uh, I, but it's, there's a... I, I use all of them. I think if you want the easiest way to get started, they have the the virtual machine images. And okay. uh, I, think, I think the support, they have, if I'm not mistaken, they have images for all the major platforms. So what, like, yeah, they, they have uh, for VirtualBox, for VMware. I think, I think it's the easiest, at least, if you have a decent computer with decent amount of RAM, I think it's the easiest way to get started. <laughs> and also another thing I really like about uh, um, about the the virtual machine route is that it uh, it comes with the, the supervised installer or whatever they call it. So you can you can uh, go to the they have like an add on tab and you can uh, run additional things like you can. Uh, um, so it's pretty much run. I think it runs Docker. It runs them in Docker on the on the VM. So so you can you can install other stuff like the uh, head stuff like uh, at home guard, uh, MQTT broker. Um, I don't know. They have like a ton of other containers that you can run that do all kinds of neat, cool things. Okay. Cool. Nate, you're gonna have to report on that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and just. Start toying around with that, and uh, if I mean, you have I any have questions, just shoot me a message. Yeah, yes, we got we in do. the maker's corner. I'll. Um, I've been playing, like, trying to learn Docker, 
So this is kind of I'm trying to put like the you know give me a purpose. Go for it. Learn it as well. So that, that's kind of my that's my that's my <laughs> mission. And I know some people say, "Oh, just run a Raspberry Pi." I'm like, "Well, all my Why pies are used, but yeah, <laughs> they're dude, all occupied." There are, I, so I, many, I feel... there are so many options to run those uh, those, those things, uh, home automation uh, hubs. That uh, you know, pick the one you you prefer. It doesn't matter. I, I think so the, be... the Raspberry Pi approach is is kind of like uh, it, it's a nice way to start. But but a home assistant can do so much that I, I feel like the Raspberry and maybe it will work in the beginning. But I feel like the more the deeper you go, the the more you wish that that you install it on something a bit more powerful. <clears throat> At least yeah, that's that. my my feeling with it. The the I guess you could install home assistant on a Raspberry Pi if if you had to have that Pi interact with some sensors directly from the GPIO. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't really... I mean, installing a home assistant on a Raspberry Pi just to have uh, access to the Wi-Fi, mm, it, yeah, as you said, it might... After, if you have many devices, you might want to install that on a dedicated uh, VM on a, on a PC or, or even on, a, on an old <laughs> machine. I mean, it, it's also a solution. Yeah, you can install it definitely on a, I don't know, like five... Seven-year-old computer probably yeah. run great. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Avery, <laughs> for joining us uh, on tonight's episode. That, that was really interesting. Uh, I liked uh, our discussion. I discovered a lot of things. Um, and I'm going to have a look at this list of devices that uh, can be flashed with uh, Tasmoda because uh, I'm, I'm sure I can find a, a couple of devices I have uh, around here. Um, to 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 play with that. Nate, you wanted to add something? No, I was just going to go ahead and like I like to do the close like you yeah. know. Go ahead. Thing. So now you have to edit, now you have to edit that part out. So I apologize <laughs> for that. No, I will leave it in there. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so thanks for downloading our previous episode. We really appreciate that you take a little bit of time out of your precious day to listen to us. You can get in, you can get in contact with us by sending an email to feedback at makerscorner.tech or by following us on Twitter at makerscornerpod or by joining our Telegram group at t.me slash makerscornerpod. And as otherwise stated, this podcast is released under a Creative Commons by attribution share like license. You will find all the details on our website, makerscorner.tech. And of course, this podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network. You can find more about our shows at otherside.network. Thank you, Avery, once again for joining us. Thank you, Nate, uh, as usual, for joining me on this episode. Hope you will be Always there next, uh, next fortnight. I will. I and mean, we, you know, we will have another guest. <laughs> <laughs> we will have another guest in, in two weeks. Excellent. So, yes, we will be back in two weeks with uh, more uh, DIY and uh, tech content. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Ciao, ciao. See you. Peace.